All right, guys, welcome back to Within Tolerance. I feel like I haven't done this in so long, so bear with me, but we have an awesome guest. We have Ashley Yates from Yates Precision. So we had Jake on actually fairly early on in kind of our podcasting career. So I thought it'd be cool to bring Ashley on. She's starting to get into machining and running machines. They have a lathe, they have two mills, and I thought it would be really interesting to hear her perspective, you know, having two kids and then dealing with Jake all of that, you know, intertwined with running a business, small but growing business. I thought it would be really cool. So we have Ashley. And like I was telling her, our first question normally is, how did you get into manufacturing? And since she's not directly in manufacturing, I thought it'd be interesting to hear kind of how she grew up, how she, you know, what schooling did she get? And then how she met Jake. So Ashley, take the floor. Tell us everything and anything you want. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for having me on tonight. Um, I felt very honored that you asked me. I was really surprised that you guys wanted to hear things from me. Um, but so I grew up in the same town as Jake. It's just a little small town. Um, we're about an hour south of Pittsburgh. Um, we both went to the same high school, but he is actually four and a half years older than me. So I did not know who he was when I was in school. Um, we met after I graduated high school. But my education, um, I have a degree in business management and finance. Um, I graduated from Ithaca College in 2015. Um, and then right after college, I was employed at Cornell University, um, which is also in Ithaca. And I was in the population medicine department, which was in the Animal Health Diagnostic Center. It is affiliated with their uh, vet college. And so I was in charge of all of the faculty members' grant accounts. So I dealt with like very large USDA grants um, and just financing, budgeting, monthly financial reports, all of that nature. Um, and I was there for probably like about a year and a half. But once we got pregnant with our first son, we decided we wanted to move back home to Waynesburg. Um, and so I kind of... I was seven months pregnant at the time, and so I just kind of morphed into this stay-at-home mom um, that I have now become besides working in the shop, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, but I guess backtrack to how I met Jake. So I graduated high school in 2011, and like I said, he's four and a half years older than me. My best friend actually, actually introduced me to Jake because she was dating his best friend. And so at the time, she's like, yeah, we're going to go over to Mr. Yates's house. I'm like, Mr. Yates, the science teacher? Because, <laughs> because, <laughs> because his dad, so his dad is the science teacher at our local school. And I was like, I had Mr. Yates as like, I think he was like my study hall teacher. And I was like, Mr. Yates's house? I'm like, oh, okay, like what? And so <laughs> when I first met Jake, I had like no interest in him. Um, it was actually him who kept messaging me on Facebook <laughs> just to try to um, like, like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And he was like, Hey, it might just be easier if you text me. Here's my number. And I was like, okay. Oh. <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> that a boy, <laughs> Jake. <laughs> but, but I was just like, who is this guy? Like he's so old. Cause he was like four and a half years older than me. And I was 18 at the time. And, but, but like, you know, <laughs> but we started hanging out, um, and yeah, and like it just, we just clicked and we've been together ever since. So I've dealt with him for the last 10 years of my life. I have survived. Um, <laughs> I've put up with him, but, um, but no, it's been, it's really been a fun journey so far with him. Yeah. 
Well, that's great. I, I, I knew there was an age difference there, but I didn't realize yeah. you guys were four yeah, and a half years Yeah, it's like four apart. and a half years, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's uh, yeah, that's really funny. Um, Because yeah, that puts me like right between you guys then, because I graduated in 2009. Okay, nice. Yeah, so I'm like, like just almost like a evenly years. spaced. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well that's cool I, I didn't realize you had a business background um so that must kind of make running a business a lot easier having all of that school yeah no i definitely think that my degree has helped a lot just especially on the business side um i my concentration was finance and going into it i just didn't want to have a just a plain business degree i wanted to have some sort of concentration and i didn't really want to do accounting <laughs> like i didn't want to just keep books all the time like that just wasn't an interest of mine. And so I chose finance because I felt like obviously it would help learning more in depth like of the business, but also I was trying to think of what I wanted to do when I graduated. If I wanted to do some sort of like being a financial advisor, or if I just wanted to work at a place like how I worked at Cornell, working with people's money, keeping budgets, working with their grant accounts. So I just wanted to have a little bit more than just a business degree. Yeah, well, I'm, like Peyton and I have said on the podcast a few times, like the business side of the business is where I, at least I feel like I have grown the most in the last few years. Like I, I know machining, but I knew zero about business. So I'm sure Jake must really appreciate having somebody who actually knows what's going on on that side. Yeah, yeah, no, especially just because I feel like how our shop is. I mean, he handles a lot of business stuff with connections because he meets so many people through the machining world and he just makes those connections that way but i feel like he really handles all of the machining aspects and i really handle i guess our business side so it's nice because at least we kind of balance each other out where i know what's going on on our business side he knows what's going on on the machining side and we can kind of meet in the middle and you know work together but yeah it's fun so maybe go in and talk about a little bit so i remember earlier this year it seemed like you were just kind of doing like photography for Yates Precision, and then just a little bit of things here and there. Maybe talk about kind of what do you do day to day for, you know, razor production, you know, from photography? Do you do any accounting for you guys' company? Kind of what are your roles in your small but growing company? Yeah, so um, I do not do any of the accounting for us. We actually have an accountant. Her Instagram handle is A to Z Bookkeeping, and she is absolutely amazing and it has like made our life so much easier having someone you know like we just submit everything to her and she takes care of all of that for us um so she has been a great help for us but a day-to-day -day basis for me um i guess it depends on the day so because we have two little kids it's kind of my schedule revolves around other people's schedules because i need to have someone being able to watch the kids so i can get out here uh, so Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I do more online stuff. Um, I'll work on either website, I'll do photo editing, um, just maybe I'll like stop out here real quick, make sure everything's running okay. But Tuesdays and Thursdays, those are my days in the shop where my mom will actually come down, watch the kids for you know five or six hours, and I can get out here and keep the machines running for Jake try to like clean up the shop a little bit since he keeps it a little messy sometimes <laughs> and it like drives me nuts. <laughs> and um, 
and just make sure that everything's running smoothly. And if anything is wrong, then at least I can, you know, call him and we can get it taken care of rather than having to wait until he gets home from work. And it's just like a big process. So it's nice that I can get out here and actually be hands-on on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's a great little system that you have with your mom. Yeah, no, she's been a huge help uh, just with the fact of being able to watch them on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then um, his parents also help out a lot. They live pretty close and they'll come over on the weekends. So that way we can at least get one good day out here together so I can really watch him and, you know, get trained on certain things out here uh, just because it's hard to get out here together. Very cool. Well, I, um, we can kind of jump into some of the questions we've got. Okay. Uh, yeah, looking through. Should we do, let's save the viewer ones for last. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so one of the ones that I had thinking about it today is uh, you guys do a lot of work with keeping your packaging green and, and recyclable and all of that. And I've also seen you on your stories talk about, you know, using resealable or reusable like Ziplocs mm. and things like that. Which came first? Did you already have an interest in green solutions at home and then wanted to bring that into the business? Or was that kind of, I know that's very much the ethos of like a, a, a you know, a reusable razor is also being green. So was that kind of trickle down from that? Yeah. So I would say um, our lifestyle has always been, I guess, very health conscious. We're both really active. And I feel like even in our home, we've been very, um, eco-friendly in terms of like cleaning products and just household products. And when we moved to Ithaca, I feel like that's really when it started to sink in just because if you've ever been to Ithaca, it's like, Jay calls it like hippie town. <laughs> like it's like, everyone is so like very environmentally friendly, like, you know, buy local, shop local, eat local, everything is just, they like want to be very sustainable and just eco-friendly. And so after living there for three years, I think, when we moved back home, we just kept up with it. And so when we decided to do the safety razors, it just kind of made sense. Like, okay, you know, we live this lifestyle, safety razors. The reason that they're becoming so popular is because of the plastic pollution that we have going on. And so it's like, why would you send this, you know, packaged in bubble wrap and plastic? Like, so we should just try to stay as green as we possibly can. So it just kind of made sense to us. Awesome. Well, that, that's that's great that that was already part of your life. Um, I mean, either way, it's it's a great goal. But um, yeah, yeah, it, it's I, I know I really appreciate that part of your guys' razors. Like, Thank not you. only is it nice to not throw away so much, but like I save a ton of money, and I think I've said it a couple times on the podcast. Like, I used to use uh, Dollar Shave Club, and oh, you know, yeah. ten ten bucks a month really adds up when you can yeah. get by with like three dollars in razors or you know, two dollars in razors a month. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Cause it's like the blade comes down to just like however many cents, you know, a blade versus even like women's shaving products, like the Venus blades or whatever that you can buy at Walmart. It's like, you're walking out of there paying like $30 for like three razors. And it's like, holy cow. So it's just, yeah, it's definitely worth switching to a safety razor. And then Ashley, I had a question for you going back. I'm trying to remember what Jake told us, but Correct me if I'm wrong, and yes. if you know the story, wasn't it Jake's dad that came to him and asked him if he could make a safety razor? Yeah. So the whole, like the whole YPM um, started 
back in 2017. But the whole safety razor process that began like December of 2018. That is when uh, Jake's dad brought the razor to him. But for like the year that is kind of missing in the story, I don't know if he's ever shared like his um, blacksmithing desire. Has he ever shared that with you guys? No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, then get ready for a story. So, 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 so when Landon, our oldest, was, I don't know, probably like a year old or so, he was like, you know, I want to be a business owner. You know, I want to be my own boss. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you want to do? He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, well, you should probably figure that out. And so he, <laughs> he was like, you know, like the blacksmithing, that looks really cool. And I'm like, okay, like, do you know anything about like being a blacksmith? And he's like, no, but he's like, you know, like, let me like Google it. And he's like, so he's doing like all this research, like so much research in it. And he was like, this is what I want to do. And I'm like, okay. And so before our shop was finished, it was just kind of like this big like building and, uh, he used to take us to all these auctions to buy these anvils and he would just be out here for hours, just like pounding away at this metal and he would come in <laughs> and he would come in. The visual the picture is so strong right <laughs> like now. Like he'd be like, he'd be like, Oh my gosh, my right arm hurts so bad. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like whatever, you know, cause he's like hammering this metal. <laughs> and so like, but I'd be sitting on the couch, you know, the kids would be in bed and he'd come in like after hours of being out here, and he'd be like just black from like, you know, all like the stuff. And he'd be like handing me this thing that he made. And he'd be like, so what do you think of this? And I'm like, what's it supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is it? And he'd, be, and he'd be like, well, the one he's like, it's a bottle opener. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I can see it now. <laughs> but I'm really glad that... <laughs> He figured it out on his own that he was not good at it. So I'm really glad that I didn't have to tell him that he like sucked. But like but yeah, I was just like, honey, like this this isn't for you. <laughs> this isn't your like this is not your calling. And so he kind of like hung that up real fast. And and then he randomly was talking with his friend and he bought a lathe out of nowhere. And he um bought he he started making rings. I don't know if you have seen his old pictures of him with his rings that he made. I don't know if you saw that. I don't think I have. I'll have no, to go okay. back. Yeah. And so, so right after the blacksmithing, <laughs> he, uh, he started, he made a ring for himself and I guess he got a lot of compliments and people were actually really interested in it. Like he made a couple wedding bands and he, like, he was actually good at that one because <laughs> I think it was more of his like engineering mind. And so, uh, that went on for a while and it actually gained a lot of popularity, but he was like, I don't want to be the ring guy. Like, I'm not going to be the ring guy anymore. And then that is when John, Jake's dad, brought the razor and was like, hey, like, do you think you can make this? And Jake was inspecting it and was like, yeah, like, I can definitely make this. You know, like, that's really easy. Like, you know, these three components, like, super easy. And so, um, yeah. And so that is how the safety razors were born. But the year that's kind of blocked out that he never talks about, that's his blacksmithing and ring journey. <laughs> <laughs> that, wow that he doesn't share <laughs> so a follow-up a follow-up question i had for you was when he brought or maybe i don't know how the story plays out but when he yeah. his dad gave him the razor and was like can you make this and then that turned into like was it like hey maybe we can make 
10 of these and sell them? Or like, how did that start? And what was your reaction to that versus his bottle opener he made? <laughs> yeah, so the <laughs> the razor, I was definitely impressed. Um, so, you know, his dad brought it. We were checking it out. We had never really heard of safety razors. Um, and so we really started Googling them and just like getting a lot of research on them. And then, you know, he would be out here because we had the mill because he was doing job shop work at the time. So, you know, he had all of the equipment that he needed to um, to create these. And so I do remember that when he actually did bring that into me, I was very impressed. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like you made this. And I was like, this is really good. And so we made a few um, for him, for his dad, for family members. And that is when um, we got reviews from our family and friends. And they were like, you know, like, this is great. This is really good. And that's when the whole like beta tester process came about and like, like let's send these to people who want to try them out and like give like real honest reviews. Cause you never know with like family members, you know how like they'll be like, Oh, it's great. You know, especially if it's your parents. So we wanted to really get like an outsider's opinion and they all came back really positive. And so I think that's when like the light bulb went off and was like, we have something here. Huh? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and good, good for him for finding something that he actually likes to do. I've gone back and find, was finding pictures of the rings and stuff and saw oh, the one where he was like, back? this will be the last one I ever make. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly he was ready to be done. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to be the ring guy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, well, you need to think of something to make then. But yeah, so it was like a great coincidence that like, you know, the razors just, you know, came into our life randomly. But yeah, now it's like a huge part of our life. So it's awesome. Yeah, well, you guys just got a new machine, so congrats yeah. on that. Thank you. Thank you very much. So as far as you handle most of the marketing and photography and media for you guys, what, what's the next move as far as that? I know we've had some other questions about you know YouTube videos. Um, where do you see YPM going as far as media in the future? Yeah, so we definitely want to get our YouTube channel really up and running, like for a while there, we wanted to try to do weekly photo or weekly videos, but it just, the time was really hard, but we want to make that a priority this year. And I think it'll be much easier now that we do have this third machine to really just knock out the razors and, and just like keep up with everything. Um, so the YouTube for sure is coming. Uh, we are working on an Amazon store. We want to be on Amazon within the new year. So hopefully January when it rolls around, uh, you will find us on Amazon. Uh, we just want to try to have like a large inventory and just try to like revamp our packaging a little bit uh, before we get on Amazon just to make it easier for like distribution. Um, but obviously staying within um, the eco-friendly. But as far as that, I would say YouTube and Amazon are our next big things for sure. Awesome. So what, what kind of challenges does that present? Because I know Amazon is pretty strict on certain things of like, you know, how much inventory you have to keep and the size of your packaging and all of that. Yeah. And so I know, um, so we actually are a registered trademark now. We actually got the paperwork back, um, I want to say probably like two, like two or three weeks ago. And that was like a big thing that they say that they recommend, I guess, for Amazon. Um, but as far as inventory and packaging, uh, we just have to, um, we have to research that a little bit more, but I don't think it'll be an issue now that we have the new machine. I think we'll be definitely be able to uh, fill the orders that Amazon requires. Awesome. 
Well, that, that, that'll be great for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, just to get our name out a little bit more, it's easier to search, you know, but yeah. That's yeah. A big step for sure. Yeah. So that kind of leads into another question I had, which was, do you prefer selling direct or through a reseller and why? So, I mean, since we're such a young and small company, both, both are really great. So selling direct, it's awesome. Like, you know, seeing these orders come in like online and being like, oh, hey, like this person ordered a razor and like, you know them. And it's like, I feel like a more of a personal connection and being able to just like personally ship out that package to the person. But selling through a reseller, I think is also really great at this time because it gets our name out. Um, so we actually, West Coast Shaving is um, a, distrib like a, a distributor of ours. And I feel like a lot of people have found us because of that and you know they wouldn't have found us otherwise so i definitely think using a reseller is also a really great resource for us so i mean i like both i don't really see um an issue as far you know we haven't come across an issue right now um so right now i would say both are really great and really helpful for growing our business awesome, awesome. yeah actually that's where i got mine was from uh west coast shaving or nice. my fiance got nice it oh awesome And then I guess, let's see here. Um, oh, yeah. And I think we talked to Jake about this. I think Dylan wrote this question. But how did you guys go about finding your packaging? I think Jake mentioned the website last time that I think he got the boxes from, was it? Yeah. So sure. um, our clamshells are from Sustainable Packaging Industries. And I actually found them. Um, I was just Googling and searching like eco-friendly packaging, like, because I wanted to find, you know, obviously eco-friendly packaging. And so I searched that and I saw the clamshell on Etsy and I actually messaged the seller on the Etsy shop and I was like, Hey, your product is great, but where did you get your clamshells? <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so he was really helpful. Like he was great. And he was like, here's the company, here's the link. So I was like, thank you. And so we ordered a couple samples and we liked it. It was different. I haven't really, we've never seen the clamshell style before. Um, and it definitely tied into our eco-friendly vibe and so we're like okay you know these are great let's try these out so we stuck with those and then all of our shipping boxes um and our tape and pretty much like everything else that we use is from eco and clothes they're also a really great eco-friendly company and they have a ton of eco-friendly packaging so we use both of them and they are great awesome that, that's that's so funny. I'm sure they, they probably have never gotten that kind of request. I, I, I was like, hey, <laughs> like, where'd you get your clamshells? <laughs> <laughs> so what's been maybe the biggest surprise or challenge about selling your own product? I know that, you know, especially coming from a business background, like maybe that's not at all what you had anticipated doing, but um, I'm sure it's presents its own challenges and fun stuff too, though. Yeah, no, I think our biggest surprise, I was asking Jake when I was reading these questions and like, we're both just so surprised at how popular we have become. Like we never thought, like, I mean, obviously everyone's goal is to grow and be a successful business, but to actually do it, we're like, oh my gosh, like it's actually working. <laughs> like people like our stuff, like we're actually doing something right. And so I feel like that's one of our biggest surprises. And 
our challenge though, I feel like we both were very OCD when it comes to like detail. And I think we really critique ourselves. Um, like whether it's like, oh, I should have done this or like I could have done that better or maybe I should change this. So we're constantly like revamping, changing, like trying to like perfect our product. Even like when I post pictures on Instagram, like I'll look back at them and be like, oh, like I should have made that a little bit brighter or I should have added a little bit more contrast or like or done something a little bit different, even though, you know, Jake's like, it's fine. It's great. But I think when it's your product you're putting out, you're just like, okay, like, is it the best that it can possibly be? But yeah. Constant improvements always good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then I had a random question for your website. Are you guys using Shopify? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we use Shopify and it's, and it's like super easy. Like it's great. We, we really love Shopify. Okay. Yeah. That's what I use. And then I think you guys also use ShipStation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We use ShipStation as well. Yeah. And it just makes, I think like, just like the whole process of the labels and everything like so much easier. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. And then I guess I'm curious because we were talking earlier. So maybe walk us through how did you get into actually running machines? I know you guys have the two mills and the lathe and you've been posting here and there on Instagram about running them. And you've talked briefly about how you're running them, you know, while Jake's working at his day job. So how did that start? Was that something that you were like, hey, Jake, I want to learn this? Or was he's like, was he like, hey, like, we need parts. Like you're the only one here. You know, <laughs> I'm going to teach you. Yeah. It's like, get your butt out to the shop. No, but no. Yeah. Like, no I, so I actually was the one that told him I wanted to learn the machines just because, so we live in such a small town. Everyone knows everything about everybody. So anyone you see when you're out and about, they'll ask you, you know, how's, how's the business going? You know, and they'll be like, now, what do you guys do again? What machines do you have again? And I, and, and I'd be like, oh, I don't, I don't know, you know? And so I hated, <laughs> I hated not being able to give like a thorough explanation on this is what we do. And because I felt like I was just getting the end result, I was just getting these, you know, really, really pretty pieces to photograph. And I was just like, how in the world are you making this? And so... I think it was, a, you know, that like I wanted to know, like, how are you making these, you know, great parts, but also the fact that I wanted to be able to have a conversation with somebody and be able to explain to them what we do in depth. And, and like, even with you guys, you know, like I was listening to your podcasts before with all these machinists and I'm like, I want to be able to talk like that one day, <laughs> like with all of the different, like all of your guys, like, just like, it's so in depth. And like, I remember when I first started just coming out to the shop just to um, learn from Jake. There's kind of like a lingo, like a like different words that you guys use that I have never heard before. Like thou, it's a total for language. example. Yeah, for like thou. So like Jake was going off for like five minutes about like, we have to stay within <laughs> two thou. We have to do like five thou. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> and he's like, you know, like a thousandth of an inch. And I'm like, yeah, I know what a thousandth of an inch is, but like, why are you calling it a thou? And he's like, Ashley, that's what the machine shop, like, that's what you call it is a thou. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't know that's what a thou was. Like, but thank you for letting me know now. So it's just like certain things like that. Um, I think it's, 
yeah, like I just wanted to learn. I wanted to be like really a part of the business. So not just like one part. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome though, that you were willing to learn and are continuing to be willing to learn. That's a big part of it. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely, I think I probably get on his nerves, but he also gets on my nerves, but, um, <laughs> but we have a lot of fun and it's, it's fun having him be my, my teacher and like really learning from my husband. I think it's like, you know, something really special. So it's great that we can do this together. Yeah, that's great. Well, that actually kind of ties into some of our uh, listener questions. So Lowry Racing asked, you know, how has it been working with your husband? Most marriages probably couldn't survive that. Uh, T5 Manufacturing asked, you know, how do you put up with Jake so that he knows how his <laughs> wife puts up with him? Um, Tom from Inspiration Metalworks also was asking uh, how Jake convinced you to join the shop, which, I mean, good on you for being the one to decide to do that. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, how, how is it working with family? I mean, it definitely has its challenges. If you, I guess if I backtrack to when the shop actually began, I did not like the shop. Like I, I was the wife that I was just like, I don't want to hear about it. And like, I regret being like that, but I think it was also just the time frame with the actual razor production. It started in December of 2018. And so I had Lincoln, our youngest, in September of 2018. So I had a newborn and I had a two-year-old and I just felt like the shop, I felt like I was almost like competing with the shop for Jake's attention. <laughs> like I was just like, Jake, like, why do you have to be out there so long? You know, and and so, <laughs> and I, I think like, and it lasted for a while, um, you know, probably like six or seven months just, I was just like, ah, like, why do you need to go out there? But as the kids got older and I had um, more time, I did want to find ways to be in the shop, but I just didn't know how. And so when he started paying for product photos, I was like, no, we're not paying for product photos. Like I, I will learn <laughs> how to take, I was like, I'll learn how to take some pictures. <clears throat> and so that's how my photography journey began. But in terms of, um, like running the machines and just like being a part of the shop and working with Jake. It's great. Like it is really great. Like we definitely get on each other's nerves, like I said, but um, I think at the end of the day, we just try and see the bigger picture of, you know, we're doing this for a better future for ourselves and for our kids. And we both love our product that we put out. Like we really enjoy making it and seeing the reviews that people have with it. Um, and so I just think looking at the bigger picture, it helps me deal with him, <laughs> deal with all of his annoyingness. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that kind of gets into TIR services asked, like as a family business, do you guys set any parameters with regards to work? Like, you know, no work talk around the dinner table, or that was, you know, one example he gave, like, is there any, any spoken or unspoken rules like that? Yeah, I think having boundaries is really helpful. Um, like when we go on date nights, like we try to do one date night a week where it's like, okay, no, like nothing shop. It's just like you and I, the kids are, you know, with grandma and grandpa, let's like actually have a date night, like 
you know, forget about the shop. So we definitely try to set boundaries. Um, and then same with like when we are inside with our kids, we try to put our phones away because Jake, especially he's constantly getting messages or comments or whatever that might be through Instagram. And so we just try to put that on hold um, until nighttime, like when the kids go to bed, just so that way we can really, you know, have family time. So and I think that and I think that's helpful, too, just so that way you're not constantly like in shop mode and like so you don't get like burnt out, I guess, with like, you know, constant shop, 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 shop. At least you have, you know, a place for it versus it constantly being like running in the back of your mind. But yeah, so boundaries are helpful. Yeah, definitely. Well, and that kind of balance can be tough when, you know, your shop is at your home too. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because it's like constantly like, you know, he'll get home from work and he'll be like, hey, I'm going to go swap out a part. I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, but then he disappears for like half hour and you're like, where were you? But yeah, so, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so it's, it's hard having it like literally like 500 feet from our house. <laughs> so speaking of that, uh, NYDLS asked, how often are bathrobe PJ shop you know, workwear <laughs> on an early Saturday, Sunday morning? You know, I, it sounds like. <laughs> Oh, I'll be, I'll be gone for five minutes. Why yeah. not? I'll just pop over. So I get some sweatpants on, just go out there. Oh yeah. Like I, we definitely, we're definitely in comfy clothes. Um, if it's early morning or like late at night, like I'm typically, well, last night, especially. So last night he was teaching me how to run um, something on the Mori and he's like, Hey, I need you to come out here for a couple minutes. So that way you can finish up uh, this work tomorrow. And I'm like, okay. And so I came out, I had my slippers on and I had like a big sweater on. I'm like, okay, show me how to change these parts. And so like, that's definitely, we definitely wear our PJs and stuff on the weekends or late at night. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So jumping back real quick. So you, uh, the photography you were talking about, what resources did you use to start learning that? And, you know, like what products did you buy and all all of that? Um, That wasn't a listener question. I'm just kind of curious how you went down that road. Yeah, no. So, um, so when he wanted to start getting nice pictures taken of our products, we actually reached out to a friend of ours who has done um, some like family photos of ours. And uh, so she took them at first and, you know, they were great and all, but I was like, I don't want to constantly be having to pay somebody for pictures. And so I had, um, I, and I still have, it's a Nikon D3200. And it was just literally, I think, sitting under my bed upstairs. I, it was, I just used it for, you know, vacation photos, but I didn't know anything about photography. Um, I, it was pretty much put in auto mode and you just point and shoot. Like that was my, like, that's how I used to take photos. And so... I used the Nikon D3200 for a long time and a lot of resources I used. I, I really looked up a lot of YouTube videos just to learn how to, you know, work with shutter speed and aperture and just all these things that you're just like, what, like, what is this? <laughs> you know? And so YouTube was super helpful. Um, and there's actually a page called the school of photography and they go through a lot of tips and tricks on just how to use your cameras. And they talk about different lenses. And so I used the Nikon D3200 for a long time. Um, and then I actually just recently got, uh, it's more of a like a vlogging camera. It's really good for videos, uh, for our YouTube channel and it's a Canon M50. And, um, 
I've been using that a lot. I use a 50 millimeter lens with that. I, the, that's the um, lens I've used for the pictures like today. I just got it last week and it's, it's amazing. But other than that, like I, besides YouTube, I would just sit there with the camera, you know, on my couch and I would just sit there and practice putting different things in and out of focus. Um, and then once I kind of mastered putting things in and out of focus, that's when I really started getting into editing the photos and really finding, I guess, my personal preference on how I like my photos to look. And I use Lightroom for all of my photo editing. I, I tried to download Photoshop and because we have like, because since Jake's a student right now, you know, we got the whole Adobe thing for like really cheap and it's Photoshop is just like so confusing and I like, it's not user-friendly at all. Like it is like so intense, but Lightroom is like the easiest thing ever. And I love Lightroom. Um, but yeah, so I guess YouTube Lightroom and just a lot of practice is what I used with, I guess, you know, becoming a photographer. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you Thanks. definitely you take some amazing pictures. So. Yeah, Thank seriously. you. Thank you. No. Yeah. I, I mean, I've definitely come a long way. Like I still remember getting, so mad because I was like, oh my God, like I cannot get this into focus. But now it's like, it's just like so second nature. And so I'm hoping that the way my photography has progressed, hopefully that's the way that I will progress in the machining side of the business as well. Like I really hope um, I pick up quickly. Um, I definitely feel like I have picked up a lot, especially on the lathe, since I feel like the lathe is what I've been running most of all. And I feel like I'm super comfortable with that. But I want to know, obviously, more in depth and more detail of the machining side. Well, it's just like the lingo, like you were saying, it sounds like you learned a lot of the photography lingo. Now you just got to do the same. <laughs> oh, and speaking of the lingo, too. So I mentioned the thou and I was like, what is a thou? But the lathe. So I've been running the lathe probably for like, uh, I mean, I think like a month and a half or so. I've been really doing like all the job shop work that comes in that's on the lathe and when I first started getting trained on it, like how to swap out the parts, Jay kept explaining and he was like going on and on about, yeah, hey, okay, when the, you know, when it parts off, you don't have to worry so much about the tit. And I was like, what are you, what are you saying right there? Like, what, <laughs> what are you saying? Like, what? And he's like, this, this right here, this is called a tit. And I'm like, ah, uh -uh, no, I'm not, I'm not calling it a tit. Uh -uh. And so I was like, I'll call it like a nub. <laughs> I was like, cause I was like, what are you saying? I was like, what is that word that you're saying right there? And I think he knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Cause I was like, what? Like, what is that called? What <laughs> is like, that ah, word you're saying? I was like, what? <laughs> because I didn't know what I was like. I'm pretty sure that's like, I think I know what you're saying, but I just want to be sure. <laughs> but I was like, no, I'll be calling it something different. <laughs> but... That's awesome. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> So speaking about your, your training, um, we definitely had plenty of, of questions, you know, about that. Um, let's see. TIR services also asked, you know, what part of running machines has come easily and what has been difficult to grasp? And the pragmatic machinist also asked uh, what's been the most fun or challenging thing to learn as far as running machine goes. I mean, um, I will start with the easiest. So the, so the easiest, I think, for me is just like how detailed you have to be, like you have to pay attention to detail. And especially if you're doing other people's parts, like a job shop part, you want to make sure that they're coming off the machine without like any scratches or dents or anything. So I think that that is easy for me. That just comes very naturally to me. 
The hard part about the machining, I just want to say it's like everything else that has to do with the machining world. Like I like it is such a steep learning curve, I think, that I just sometimes feel like when I look at the machine and all the buttons, I'm just like, oh, my God, like, where do you even start or like, where do you begin? Um, And just like so when Jake's out there and really showing me how to set up a machine or, you know, touching off tools. It's very interesting, but at the same time, I feel like there's a lot to follow and there's a lot of steps that you need to be very precise about. And so I think that's challenging. And I just want to make sure that, you know, you obviously want to make sure that you're doing it all correctly. So you don't, you know, break your machine. (laughs) So I don't think I'll be um, setting up machines by myself um, anytime soon, but, um, but I would say that was probably the most challenging is just, you know, not breaking it. <laughs> so how about the measurement and things like that? Has metrology kind of been a easier or a hard part for you to learn? I mean, so I think he actually, he has like this old reader, but he actually just bought something new that's digital because <laughs> he's like, this will be easier for you to read. And I'm like, oh, thanks. So <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you for my, my digital thing, but so, I mean, it's okay. I really haven't done um, a whole lot on my own. Like we pretty much will we'll check it together. So that way he also like make sure that it's correct. But um, I don't think it'll be too bad. I think once I really hopefully learn it and I know what to look for and really like what I need to stay within, I don't think it'll be too bad. <laughs> awesome. This is Go what on. I think so cool because we could have you back on in a year and you're going to be touching off tools. You're going to be setting up machines. You're going to be like all of it. I know. I really hope so. Like, I really, really hope so. (laughs) I guess a question we have from T5 manufacturing is what is, um, let's see. Do we just, yeah, we just did that. Didn't we favorite thing to do in the shop? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it could be anything. Like, what what do you enjoy besides running machines? I know you've just painted your doors. You do, you know, I know. I, I try to, like, make it look, I guess, nicer. I mean, like, it is obviously nice, but I feel like, I don't know if it's just, like, the girl inside of me, but I want to, like, paint the doors and make the shop look nice and make it look almost, like, complete. Um, so I do like doing um, renovations to the shop when I have time. And obviously, like my like product photography, but running the machines, it is really fun, and I think it's fun just like standing there sometimes and just like watching the machine run, especially on the lathe when it, like the lathe is only running for you know two minutes. But it's just crazy how you put this like chunk of metal in, and then two minutes later you have like this beautiful part, and it's just I think it's like really just fun to like watch it actually come to life like before your eyes. But other than that, um, yeah. So I feel like those are like I feel like my three main things that I really like to do in the shop. Total side note: I'm curious because I definitely look at the world differently now, knowing how things are machined and made. Are you starting to like? go crazy looking at things yeah like well i mean i i definitely pick up on things more like now that i've been out here but even before i was out here like jake jake is like 100 percent that person where you know we'll be out and he'll be like this was milled on a cnc and i'm like oh okay you know like we'd be at like a playground and he was like <laughs> hey like this was like milled. And i'm like oh okay like how do you know that and but like he definitely checks things out but 
I feel like I'm starting to, but I'm also realizing like just how much work goes into it. Like I never realized how much work goes into like the program and then actually like setting up a machine, like putting in the correct tools into the machine. Like it just takes so much time and then like touching off all of like, you know, the parts and like just, it it is such a process. And like, now I really understand like, oh, this is why Jake has disappeared for like three hours because (laughs) it's like such a process to like really get it up and running just to make these parts. So I definitely have like a whole new appreciation for like the machinist world. Yeah, that's That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, I know you'll start noticing toolpaths and everything. Like I go and get the mail and I can see where they engrave the, the house number, you know, on the oh mailbox and stuff. Yeah, so it, it definitely, it, really cool. it is everywhere and you don't really notice it. <laughs> yeah. So Fort Manufacturing, we didn't actually cover this when we were talking about retail shops, but how did you get your razors into a retail shop like, you know, West Coast Shaving? Like what, where did that connection come from? Did they reach out to you? So, I mean, I actually don't really know the backstory of the West Coast shaving, um, but we've been with them for a while and they, and they keep doing reorders from us. And so that's obviously a very good sign, um, but I will have to get more detail of that. But those are really, that's like the really only distributor that we have right now. Other than that, we're just um, doing all direct sales to customers. That's awesome. Yeah. Because so then you can do those drops too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So no. sorry I cannot answer that. <laughs> well, we'll just have to have you both back on. I yeah. Know, I know. That'd be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what was the decision making around the buying the new Haas? Like how much or what did you guys talk about? Would you guys weigh like what options, all that stuff? So we knew that we needed a new machine uh, just because the Mori is great, but it's just older and it it's constantly has like job shop work coming through it. And so we just never had time to run razors. And obviously Jake, Jake's biggest goal is he wants to focus on razors. Like that is what, you know, he wants to do. The job shop work is great, but you know, he's like, we need to run razors and this is how we're going to do it. And so when it came to buying the machine, we wanted to make sure that obviously, you know, we could afford the monthly payments. Uh, We got really lucky with our, the lathe and the Mori. Uh, We got really great prices and, you know, they're older. And so we didn't have to worry about, you know, monthly payments. And so I think the biggest factor of buying a machine or at least waiting to buy a new machine was knowing, okay, can we afford it? Is this the right decision? Um, And now that we have it, like, it's great. Like, it's like, it was running today and it's like, just looking at the two and just like how quick the new machine is. It's like, Oh my gosh, like the Mori is like, you know, so slow, I guess, compared to that. But um, (laughs) like, well, and just like even the buttons, I'm like, well, I even said, I was like, it's from like the seventies. And Jake's like, no, it's not. It's 1992. Ashley. (laughs) It's like, it's as old as you. And I'm like, Oh, (laughs) I'm like, well, it looks like it's from the (laughs) seventies. But I was like, compared to that, but no, but like, so I feel like the biggest, um, deciding factor is okay we need to buy a new machine we can afford it let's do it and we did it and when it came to picking out the machine though that was all up to jake because he knew exactly what he needed um to run the razors 
you know, to the best of his ability. Cause obviously there's so many different machines out there and, you know, he was trying to go over them, but I don't, I don't know like all of the technical aspects of the machines. And so he knew though, that the VF2 SS was the one that he needed and that he wanted to run the razors as best as he could. So T5 asked, uh, did you sneak over and push any buttons on the Haas? And I, I was wondering too, <laughs> are you going to start running the Haas then? Yeah. So, I mean, so, well, today I, the only thing that I pushed was the light bulb button to take pictures. <laughs> That's like all I'm allowed to touch right now. <laughs> but I think now that it is actually like proven out, it ran today, everything looks good. I feel like that will be my next, um, you know, little training with Jake to like learn how to swap out all of the razor parts. So I'm really excited to run the new machine for sure. So I definitely think that'll be coming here in the next week or so once, you know, we really get a good training session in. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm sure you've got some really long run times with that fourth axis. Yeah. yeah, I think when, cause he turned it on before he left for work at like seven 30. And I think it shut off around like one. So yeah, it was, yeah, it was a long, um, time so it was good oh that's awesome yeah that yeah fantastic yeah and nothing broke <laughs> even though i did i think i gave him a heart attack though because i gave i turned on the light and to take pictures and i was like uh there's like one of the razors missing and he's like well i well i texted him and i said something's missing in the house and he's like what do you mean <laughs> and i was like one of the razors <laughs> is gone he's like oh no he's like no no that was finished i took it out i'm like oh okay <laughs> He's like, oh my god, Ashley. Oh my he's god. like, you can't say that. I was like, sorry. <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? Oh, <laughs> just looking man. out for you guys. And I was like, I was just making sure everything was okay. Yeah, he's like, oh my god. He's like, Ashley, you almost like gave me a heart attack. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> oh geez, I, I I know that pain. But... And I was like, I probably should have texted it differently, but it was just through text. I was like, something's missing. He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> I just um, remember a while back I messaged Jake and I think I got Jake and Drew Fab mixed up and I <laughs> meant to message Drew and I was like, hey, when's the new Haas come? And it was actually, oh, yeah. I was messaging Jake and Jake was like, how'd you know? And I was like, <laughs> wait, you're getting a Haas? And he's like, yeah, how'd you know? And I'm like, that was totally by accident. And he's like, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh, no, yeah, it's like, he was keeping it on the down low until it was like here. <laughs> That's so funny though. You can't jinx it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what about your kids? Are your kids remotely interested in what goes on in the shop? They are interested in pushing buttons right now. So, so like as soon as, you know, they'll come into the shop, um, they know like you can push the green button or like Armory right now. It's like so worn down that it's like kind of like white. So they, they know like push the button, push the button. So that is like, I feel like their interest right now. Um, Landon, he's, he's our four-year-old. So he is interested in the 3D printer that we have. Uh, Jake has printed him um, like, like Paw Patrol badges and he like printed him a, uh, um, like a scooper for his little sand table that we have. So he's interested in that because it, he knows that it can make stuff for him. But, <laughs> but other than that, I think that they're just a little too young to really understand the shop and be really interested in the shop right now. At least he sees sense. the benefits yeah, yeah. that he can get cool stuff from it. 
Yeah, no, well, I mean, that was probably bad for Jake because now he's constantly like, when are you going to make me another Paw Patrol badge? And Jake's like, oh my God. But yeah, but <laughs> no, but they definitely, but they, but they enjoy it. They always come out here, especially on Tuesdays and Thursdays um, when they're like with my mom, they'll come out and visit me and they'll be like, what are you doing? And so I'll just show them and they'll like push a couple buttons. So they enjoy it. They have fun. And, and that's what I hope, you know, lasts. I hope they really grow into liking the shop and wanting to come out and hang out with us in the shop as they get older. But yeah, so it's fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think at least they'll have an appreciation for how things are made. And like, that's, I think, missing yeah, in sure. so many people. But yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. And that's, like, that's something that has really opened my eyes. Like how I said, I have such a new appreciation for just like the machining world. And I do think like just with society today, it's like people are so like, obsessed with college degrees versus like you know going into like the workforce like machinists or you know welders or things like that and it's it's like we need those people and like once you're actually in this situation and see how much work is actually involved it's it's very eye-opening and you're like oh my gosh like so this is what goes on in here so yeah so I really hope that they learn from us and you know like how you said really have an appreciation for how things are made yeah, totally. Well, and to get a little philosophical, I've always felt like machining and realizing that there is no such thing as perfect kind of yeah. is a sigh of relief as a human. You're like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> if even the most precise things are still not perfect, like, yeah. <laughs> how can I possibly be perfect? Yeah. How can anything I do ever be perfect? Yeah, no, no, um, exactly. <laughs> it's all got a tolerance. Yeah, yeah. There's always a plus or minus. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> So you mentioned oh. it, but T5 also asked, like, so you guys do have a 3D printer in the shop? Yes. Yeah. And so... What's um, the coolest thing you guys have made on it? So, I mean, I guess besides the Paw Patrol badge, <laughs> uh, Jake does a lot of... <laughs> Jake does a lot of prototype, like, prototypes. So, um, like, if he's thinking of a new product, he typically 3D prints it first. Um, or if he gets, like, job shop parts, like, he likes to run them on that before, I guess, just to get a look at it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, other than that, it's like, it's really cool to see new ideas that he prints. Like for example, our stands that we had for sale for a while, like he 3d printed that and just to see that and then have it come to life in, you know, stainless form. It's like, Oh my gosh, like that's so cool. So it's really cool to see it before it's actually made into in the metal. Yeah, totally. So we had these questions. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say we had a few uh, more humorous questions before <laughs> we wrap up our list. <laughs> yeah. So how many times has Jake been sent to HR that you know of? <laughs> many, many times. But he got me back and sent me to HR when I brought that massive bottle of wine to the shop at like 10 o'clock at night. That was so uh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I was like, well... The red cat wine, it's like so good. And it's like, it's from the Finger Lakes where we used to live in Ithaca. And, but they, like, you can only buy like massive bottles of wine around here. And I was like, I have so much stuff to carry. I'm going to spill my wine if I like put it in my glass. So I just had the massive bottle. <laughs> I was like, Jake, you're going to make me look like I'm a drunk. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so now I keep getting like all these comments on like, hey, Ashley, why are there wine stains everywhere? <laughs> And I'm like, guys, oh my shut God. up. <laughs> I'm like, shut up, guys. 
<laughs> but, like, that's a, another fun. benefit of having your own shop yeah. for sure like i can just come out in pjs with my wine and do some work out in the shop hey <laughs> yeah i mean if you're just babysitting a, a machine i know like, right as or as well that night i think i was doing more like office organization work so i was like you need wine for that because that work is awful so <laughs> <laughs> And then Chris, the pragmatic machinist, asked, please describe in detail Jake's love for pumpkin spice and or white chocolate mochas. So, oh my gosh. Like, so Jake, so he works at Perryman, as you guys know, and he works with Ryan, who is also shore machining on Instagram. And so they're constantly like, if I'm in Washington, they're like, do you want to stop at Starbucks for us? And I'm like, okay. And so like, I know like their orders by heart, like Ryan gets a white chocolate mocha with soy, with soy milk and whipped cream. And then <laughs> and Jake, Jake likes, but Jake actually just likes, he likes a grande cafe latte. So he's kind of plain when it comes to that. But I'm just like, you guys are like little, like, you know, basic white girls in fall but I, no. so, say, <laughs> I know it's like hey with your no, uggs so. on and your eyes I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah so so, that, so yeah they definitely like starbucks i think they said the target uh we get they typically go they work in like washington pa no one probably knows where that is but the target there the barista literally knows their names when they go in oh and i'm no. like you guys have oh, to stop i know i'm like jake like you guys have to stop going there so much i'm like oh yeah so that's where all of our money is going is oh. to starbucks <laughs> yeah now, now we know what we're funding when we buy is there a Yates coffee company coming <laughs> we should probably make one <laughs> <laughs> so to wrap up or the last question i had is um well actually kind of circling back what's next for yates precision you know like you guys just finished a successful sellout run of your handles or do you have more of those coming is there anything you you know you want to tease for our audience so i guess a big tease <laughs> that i mean i'm allowed to disclose it i don't know when it's going to happen but definitely look forward to a titanium razor because we have been getting Ooh, a ton cool. of requests for that and jake's like when i have the time like we will do it but now that we have the haas and it's like obviously so much easier to just like crank out um these razors we want to add something new in. so like the short handles everybody loved like the new short handles that we had and so we're definitely going to restock those obviously just our standard standard handles and our top cap and our base plates, but we wanted to add something new. And so we're like, okay, what is our new thing going to be? And I think titanium is the answer. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. really cool. Yeah. But you'll have to ask him like the I actual definitely... like, date. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll start bugging him. Cause I, I, I bugged him about like, the hey, handle like every other week until he was like, Hey, I think they're coming out. It's pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, because I, I definitely love my new handle and the new top cap is awesome too. So Yeah. So now who so I mean you guys you both have our razor, correct? Yep. Mm -hmm. So now when I when I listen to the podcast of Jake's, who mentioned was it Dylan that you cut yourself like the first few times? Oh yeah. I, oh, I definitely yeah. did. And then yeah. I have every now and again when I like yeah. just start getting 
lazy with it, but I switched yeah. I switched blades recently. I was using the feather ones and I switched okay. to derby and like okay. they got way, way better. Yeah. So oh my gosh. It, it, no. It's kind of cool that you can change the whole behavior of the razor just by, know. you know, going to a different brand. Yeah, no, like our like I'll have to say, like when our razor first came out and Jake was like, Hey Ashley, you know, try our razor. Like, you know, you start shaving with it, you know, learn it. I I hated it. Like <laughs> I I came down I came I came down the stairs and Jake was sitting on the couch and I looked like I got into a fight with like Wolverine in the shower. Oh I was like, god. oh my god! I was like, this thing sucks. I was like, look at my legs. And so Jake's like, well, you're just probably putting too much pressure on it. And so, but I was using the feather the feather blades and they were like way too aggressive for me. So I switched to the Persona and yeah, like how you said, like it's like a completely different razor. So, so now I like barely cut myself, but oh my God, like the first couple of times when I was using that feather razor, I was like, I cannot do this. <laughs> I was like, I'm cutting myself. Oh my yeah. But cause wait, Dylan, are those the ones that yeah. you recommended to me? Yeah, the what feather ones were the ones I was using initially, and they're really they're really sharp. But um, yeah, I just kept nicking really... myself like yeah. along my jawline. Really? Yeah, I've been like fine with them. Yeah, uh, I could, I've got a scar too, like right on my chin. Oh Jesus! Like, oh my God! Like, yeah. No, 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 not not from the razor, like from an accident. And I would cut oh, like, myself oh my on that scar every single time uh, because it sticks out. Yeah. No, I know. I switched and it's totally fine. Yeah. It's like huh. definitely like that's like we always tell people they're like, if you know, there is a learning curve to the razor for sure, just because they're so different than what's on the market. Like, you know, at Walmart, like the plastic cartridges. But yeah, like we always say, if it's not working or if you do keep cutting yourself, like switch the blade because it's probably the blade. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah. I definitely had trouble at first too. <laughs> well, and there's awesome like starter packs on Amazon where I think for like 10 bucks, I got yeah. five or six different five packs of razors. Oh, that's awesome. So you can just like try so them I... all out to see what you like. Exactly. Yeah. Really um, nice. And I found a few that I really don't like and a few that I really <laughs> like. So it worked good. out. Good. Really good. <laughs> yeah, it's a very unique product. And I think most people myself included i was very scared at first i'm like yeah. i'm really gonna shave my face with this yeah like, like it i was literally, like okay i know and like like typically like i shave my legs like so fast but i was like up there for like i think like an hour like my water was turning cold in the shower because i was going so slow <laughs> i was like oh my god like i'm going to like butcher myself <laughs> and I, I obviously did because i like came down just like a bloody mess i was like oh my god yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but once you get the hang of it it's like awesome like it is amazing yeah so it's definitely like you can definitely tell the difference like with a shave but <laughs> oh yeah yeah well yeah. i just had to go back when i was on vacation i forgot my razor or i didn't bring it because i didn't know where to buy you know uh safety razor blades while i was out and about yeah and so i uh i had to shave with like just a normal three or four blade razor and i was like man this really sucks like it doesn't get close and it takes like it, it just was night and day yeah. compared to oh gosh, get, yeah. getting home and being able to shave with like your guys razor again yeah and, and just like because with how they're designed i think jake went over that with the podcast when he was on how like the four blades like the first like one or two blades actually like pull the hair out and then like the other blades go and like actually they're the ones that cut the hair and so that's why you get like ingrown hairs and irritation and just like all that nasty crap that you don't want so with a with a safety razor it's just one blade so it's like that's the one that does all the work so yeah there's definitely a difference oh yeah yeah totally 
very cool <laughs> well, well ashley so thank much. you yeah yeah no thank you thank you very much it was it was a lot of fun so hopefully i answered everything um i guess as detailed as i possibly could that you would like <laughs> no totally no I, we it's nice hearing your sketch story from both points of view um and, and we really appreciate you taking the time to come on well thank you guys yeah so ashley feel free to plug your guys's websites your instagram jake's instagram yeah, so our uh, website is yatesprecision.com. Jake's is at Yates Precision on Instagram, and mine is ash underscore Yates Precision on Instagram. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, that was another episode, and we'll see you back with Dylan and I next week. Once again, thank you, Ashley. And yeah, 